Welcome to the Stargate Archives, buried deep within Cheyenne Mountain. Greetings and welcome to a new episode of the Stargate Archives. On this episode, I'm going to be looking at Metal Halan Chronicles, in particularly one single episode which starred Joe Flanagan. For now though, let's do a little bit of background on Metal Herlon itself. It was originally a French comic anthology specialising in horror and sci-fi tales. It was created by Jean Giroux, Philippe Drouet, Jean-Pierre Dionnet and Bernard Farakas. And if you're in the States, you would recognise it by its name, Heavy Metal. It first published in December 1974 and ran through to July 1987 for 133 issues. It was brought back July 2002 until December 2004 for another 14 issues. And it's got a digital release from July the 8th, 2015, which you can still find on the likes of Comixology. Not too long back, there was a French-Belgium co-production of a series called Metal Helon Chronicles, based upon the stories contained in the comic. It ran for two seasons, at its French premiere October the 27th, 2012. Season 1 consisted of six episodes, King's Crown, Shelter Me, Red Light, Cold Hard Facts, Three on a Match, Master of Destiny and Pledge of Anya. Season 2, another six episodes, Whiskey in the Jar, Endomorphy, Loyal Condor, Second Chance, Second Son, and Back to Reality. Like I said, I will be watching... An episode called Master of Destiny from the Metal Herlong Chronicles Blu-ray, which I purchased July the 4th, 2015, at least according to Amazon. <laughs> I never bought the second season. I've just done the 3 dollars delivered next week. There you go. <laughs> Master of Destiny is based on 143. The TV episode premiered November the 3rd, 2012. Written by Adai Granov, Alejandro Jodorowsky, Directed by Guillaume Lubrano. Stars Joe Flanagan as Hondo. Joe, of course, Stargate Atlantis, General Hospital, We're Our 13 and Fringe. Scar is played by Kelly Brook, an English actress and presenter. She's been in Smallville, The Italian Job and Three. Also, as herself, The Big Breakfast, Loose Women and This Morning. The episode runs for 23 minutes and 11 seconds, including the uh, introduction. So, short and sweet stories, which befits an adaptation from a comic book. I wasn't sure how exactly I'd do this episode. For 23 minutes, it seems a little silly, breaking it down into scenes as I would a normal length episode. So we'll uh, do a running commentary. Uh, I haven't seen this episode since I watched it on Blu-ray. I recall a few bits and bobs of it. They're not shy about showing a bit of skin, reasonably violent. But I could be just wishful thinking. <laughs> okay then. If you're going to watch it with me, you may do, I don't know. I'm not even sure if it's on any streaming services. But if you are, uh, we'll do a 3, 2, 1 countdown and begin. Are you ready? 3, 2, 1, play. W.E. Production. A colourful CGI spacescape. Music by Jasper Kidd. Highly regarded for his video game music. The last fragment of a once living planet. Ooh, sounds good. Its body blasted into dust by the madness of its own inhabitants. 
while its head was cursed to roam aimlessly through time and space, screaming in pain and sorrow. <laughs> okay then. In legend and in fact, it is known as Metal Herlong. Well, there we go then. That is the common denominator amongst all the stories of the magazine and the TV series. This piece of this world that was destroyed by its own people, roams the galaxy, the universe even. Does it influence others? Or is it just witnessing events as it goes? My guess it plays a part. Some imaginative visuals, like I said, uh, lots of leather, lots of latex, lots of skin. It is French after all. <laughs> right, we've started. Starscape, a nebula, some sort of ah, space-based life form. Large eel-like creatures. I like sci-fi when it's imaginative. There's a bit of whale song mixed in as well. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> a spaceship just came on on screen and uh, blew one of them up. That doesn't seem very very fair. Or are they stunning them? All right, there's only one left. Check. Let's go after. The two pilots, one's Hondo, Joe Flanagan. The other is Cull, played by Charlie Dupont. He's been on Blame It On Russo, Second Chance, Nine Girls. Oh no, they're definitely not stunning them. They are destroying them. Wait, we've got another one. So are they All right. a threat to navigation? Go to turn over, pay ourselves in an army of wars. A predator of some sort, that big whatever it is. <laughs> and this lone one is coming after them. Oh, there he goes. This fucking war is over, Cole. The family gets their floating palace, and I get my well-deserved orgy. Oh. <laughs> the war is over. Floating palace for one, and an orgy for the other. But it looks like Cole is injured. Uh, I'm not sure how that happened. Surely, it, if something struck him, but then it would have damaged the ship itself. But okay. He doesn't look in good shape. It's not gonna be good enough, my friend. It's not looking good. Yep, he's definitely not gonna be lasting very long. Even with a bit of medical care Hondo has given him. Give my money to my family. Joe looks uh, a little bit older than he did in his prime in Atlantis. I'll give him this, the uniform suits him though. No. <laughs> Cole is fading fast. It looks like the pair of them have been flying together for some time. Uh, they seem to be friends. Interesting. He knew when he was going to die. He saved this slave race. 
and they gave him the knowledge of his death. It's very difficult to Reasonable. Would you want to know that, though? If you knew you were going to live for another ten years, and you knew, you 100% knew, nothing would kill you until then. You could do some amazing things. Or would you be paralyzed with fear? It looks like, uh, course passed on. He lived his life to the fullest, he fought in this war, and he died when he expected to. A life well lived, maybe. Although shooting these space whales seemed a bit one-sided to me. I'm not sure how this sort of walk they've got on. It doesn't seem really to make much sense. Let's get you home, Cole. Hondo powers up his FDL system, jumps to uh, another star system. Cityscape, uh, lots of neon, drugs, women, booze. Yeah. Oh, here we are, in a nightclub. Lot of uh, masks being worn, extra oxygen, so maybe if Hondo is human, this atmosphere isn't exactly. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hello there. She's uh, up front. You get all dressed up for me, <laughs> did you? Here's your pay. Spectacular cleavage. Too bad your partner didn't make Ruby it red lipstick. But I'm sure you'll know what to do with this. Looks shit. a bit like some sort of PA for a CEO, but nope. She's paying the bounty right, on the mission I they've do. just completed. I also know what I'd like to do with mine, but it gets you too expensive. For it me. looks like everything is for sale in this world. You, hunters. You should know more than anyone that everything's got a price on this planet. But you should have also known at the minute you saw me. Oh, hello. That it was clear I was never on the market for you. She's got a price, but she ain't into guys. Fair enough, no worries there. And she goes over and gets one of the bar girls and walks out of the club. Never mind Hondo, you're a wealthy individual, a couple local girls, looks like they're making a play for him. Will you buy us a drink? Uh, I don't think he's going to be too worried. He's a man of simple uh, desires. Attractive women, tight outfits, lots of cleavage, he's happy. <laughs> oh, they tried to pickpocket him. Bitch. Oh, Christ, he broke her arm. Guys! Hey, hey! You fucking uh, They were working with a couple of pimps as well. He comes on to take on bar fight. Two, three of them. He takes some order. Oh, a fourth. He's down as well. Well done, Hondo. Ooh, there goes somebody's kneecap. And he finally draws his weapon. Well, there comes a time, you know, you're here for a good time. You don't want to be pit-pocketed. Not so bad if it's the next morning and you enjoyed an evening's pleasure with a couple of young ladies, but not beforehand. He takes a quick draw of... I don't think it's oxygen. It could be alcohol in gas form. Clever. Next time you bitches want to make some money, try using your mouth, it's less risky. Ooh. Until then, consider that your pay. 
Yeah, Hondo is not a nice guy. And he leaves this pleasure world. Jumping into deep space. Maybe alone for the first time in quite a while. Now his partner's died. Oh, that's nice. Huge blue-white star. Point of view lot from inside his ship. Hologram pops up. I've got far enough. And you know, us mercenaries, we know how to make money. Keeping it is another thing altogether. May the great karma protect you. Thank you. Take care of yourself, guy. Yeah. Be careful. He's simply at this point a mercenary. He takes a job, completes it, gets paid. Kaltazar is 2,000 light years away. That's at the fucking end of the universe, call. Alright. Right then, so he's going to look for this world that his friend told him about. 2,000 light years away. A long way, even for their FTL capabilities. <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried if uh, there's a chance my ship would explode. Ah, nice. I always like a nice FTL effect. Yes, he is coming. And they know he's coming. This reptilian race. But then again, if they know when every human being is going to die, then they probably know a lot more as well. He jumps into an asteroid field. There seems to be some cloaked ships in the vicinity, and they launch an attack. What was that? I won't say the CGI isn't state-of-the-art. Obviously, this was made a few years ago now. But it's imaginative. Similar vibes to Babylon 5. The ships are very colourful. Animal pirates. Take this. Got lots of nice textures on them. They're not just grey. Yeah, at this point, this looks more like a modern video game. Rather than a TV production. But I'm not going to worry too much about that. Uh, they've got him surrounded. I actually fear for their safety because I don't trust Hondo. Oh, oh, clever. He jumps a small FTL jump a few kilometers away. Takes out both ships and he's free and clear. Nicely done. Now, with the help of Karma, I continue my journey. He's close to the star. It's just as we predicted. Hondo the mercenary will arrive on the exact date. If the Great Karma doesn't change its plans, this tough human will overcome all obstacles. The Great Karma. He will fly amidst the torrid heat of the Lake of Ancestral Magma. We see four of these reptilian creatures surrounding a pedestal with a hologram. He will fight with an intergalactic guardian angel and will vanquish it by blowing open its heart. They know he will arrive. Yep, Hondo has a destiny. And they are confident that he will actually achieve this destiny. But it's not his alone. Stubborn as he is, he'll go on without a ship, traveling 95 hours without ever sleeping, without eating. 95 hours. That is impressive. Do you sleep well, Homo sapien? Oh well, somebody's found him. He's in a what looks like a 
Early century hospital, tubular steel bed, lots of white curtains. I'm not barging in on anything. Not at all. We've been waiting many years. The premonition mathematicians will now satisfy our curiosity about what brought you Here's here. Here's one of the creatures. I do like the prosthetics on these. I mean, it's obviously a guy wearing a mask, but it's flexible, it's responsive, the eye movement looks good, they're using a cowl and a hood. Oh, here's one without. Long white hair. This is top-notch. This is good for now. Our illustrious visitor, whose presence here confirms the validity of our science. Maybe the entire population of this world now are here for this moment. Ask the question. Go ahead, my son. The great moment has arrived. Ask. All right. <laughs> Go on, ask it. I want to know when I'm going to die. This date, together with those of the deaths of other human beings, is written down in an ancient book. Okay. Is written down in a book, not on the computer planet itself? Even Hondo is surprised when he learns that it's written in a book. That must be a big book. Oh, it's a TARDIS light book. These few pages are enough. A lot bigger on the inside. Science, technology, why not? You don't need a, a computer the size of a planet to record the deaths of all human beings in the galaxy. Only those of the few who are brave enough to come here to consult us. Oh, they filter it a little. They know who will be able to come to this planet, who will achieve this great task. To whom six years of life remain. Six then years. Scar, a beautiful female and professional thief. To whom six years also remain. Interesting. Then three intergalactic policemen who they have only a quarter of an hour left <laughs> to live. He is going to be joined by a female called Scar and three policemen. Scar will live for another six years, exactly the same as Hondo. The coppers will live for a quarter of an hour. <laughs> I actually feel sorry for them. We've waited a century to enjoy this moment. What's in it for these people, though? I mean, do, are they doing this for the greater good? Here, oh, here we come, another spaceship. Pod 5. Oh, here she is. Kelly Brook. Not the greatest actress ever, it has got to be said. Beautiful woman. She actually does live hosting and presenting very well. But give her a script, not so good. She runs up to the aliens. The coppers are coming after him. Let me through. Great karma. The woman of my dream exists. Oh, and Hondo. He's dreamt about this woman. She fires. One copper down. Second down. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Shoot already. She's got to be careful how she breathes, otherwise she's going to pop out that costume. <laughs> and Hondo takes care of the third copper. Maybe that'll teach you some manners, bastard. Love at first sight. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of leather and latex <laughs> between the pair of them. I owe you my life. Are you mine? Because of you, 
I've been reborn. Smooth, very smooth. Of course, the aliens knew this was going to happen. That's the bizarre thing about it. Yours is a true union. You will live six more years and then you will die on the same day, the same minute, in the same place. They both have a destiny and it's together. Six years. They will die in the same place at the same time. Well, six years is a long time. Yep, you can do a lot in six years. Then let's live them passionately. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, as all yeah, go for prophecies it. have been fulfilled, the mercenary is in love with the escaped thief Scar. It's going to take a while to get each other out of those clothes, especially Scar, so that bodice looks reasonably tight. But I think they'll manage it. Right, so they jump into Hondo's starship, power up and leave the planet. What will the future hold for them? They don't know exactly. The aliens do. So, brothers and sisters, the two humans, female and male, believing themselves to have found in love... The Joe don't tell, and they're doing both. The aliens are describing the adventures the pair of them are going to have and we are seeing it in montages naked in <laughs> naked sexy time that's a pretty good view and i don't mean naked kelly brook they're on a desert world wow looks like a freighter exploding is this them pair doing that are, are they are they pirating or are they a mercenary fleet now the Bonnie and Clyde of Space. And they're back in bed again. They will buy a small More montage, slow-mo of Scar breaking the neck of a, some sort of stormtrooper type. <laughs> Black armoured guy. They diamonds. Hondo in the background, a couple of guns. And they're back having sex again. Kelly was never shy. I'll give her that. Unfortunately, the cosmically fated day arrives. Crossing the Edenic sky in the form of a large chunk of metal. All that remains of a once inviting and lush planet is this last fragment. Ah, there's Metal Herlon. Passes by their world while they sleep. So this does affect people. Hondo and Scar were perfectly happy together, but this is it, six years have gone by, and now they've been affected by Metal Hurlong and the madness it carries. They will realize that what they called love was only the sweet mask of hate. Clever as they are, they were hiding from their own weaknesses. Both now feel that the other is smothering them. Oh, this isn't going to end well, is it? But we knew it wasn't going to end well. It's just that they're not going to die because of the truth. Their brains, their personalities have been affected. They no longer trust each other. They're paranoid. Treasure trove of jewels to keep. If great karma does not break its own laws, they will die in the same year. Same month, the same day, the same minute, 
the same. Slowly but surely, the two of them approach each other. Both know their home as well as the other. To find the other stealing from them, will grab their guns. And without a moment to Even though you know what's going to happen, this is rather tense and sad. These two came together by a miracle. It wasn't engineered, it was fate, it was karma. And now. You traitor. Oh, uh, there it goes. They both fire exactly the same time. And now, after this magnificent drama, we will wait 150 years before another human tries to come here to know his destiny. So is that what this is? They called it a drama. Something to be played out in front of the masses. Isn't it difficult, brothers and sisters, never to sleep and live a minimum of 30,000 years? Oh, there we go. It's entertainment. Oh, how our life is boring. They live for 30,000 years and they never sleep. And they take entertainment and pleasure in the affairs of humanity. Waiting for some that will be strong enough, brave enough to come to their world. To learn their fate. Is it fate? Is it engineered? Do they know? Oh, it's interesting. How, how can you take... What can you take away from that? You get the impression it can't be pure chance, but then they're also bemoaning the fact that they're gonna have to wait another hundred and over a hundred years before another human comes to visit them, and they once again can be entertained. So it must be fate, it must be karma. They just hop along for the ride, playing their part in this huge game. Wow. <laughs> that was. Master of Destiny. To be honest, it wasn't a lot for Joe or Kelly to really do. It wasn't a demanding script. It relied on a lot on the few lines of dialogue that were no doubt within the comic itself. Joe was fine. Kelly was fine. Again, stunning looking woman. She really is. The three other main women in the show, uh, the core girl, the prostitute, and the bar girl. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Leticia Chambon, she's been in Play or Die, Unit 42, Losers and Revolution. The uh, prostitute, Lydia Avalis, Eurobubble, Supernova and the Missing. And the bar girl, Lajay Duvalvier, champion Emma and Rosa. I'll give it this, the uh, the casting director and the producers, they hired stunning looking women for these roles. They were all beautiful to look at. The costuming definitely lent towards leather and uh, variations thereof. There was no really flowing garments except for the aliens who wore the cowls. And again, fantastic prosthetics, really, really good. The CGI, it was okay. Okay, it was 10 years ago, limited budget. This wasn't made by 
production company that had 20, 30 million dollars per episode to spend. But it worked very well. Short and sweet. If these were 40 minute plus episodes, I think you'd get bored very quick. But overall, I enjoyed that. I'm probably going to be watching the other five episodes on this Blu-ray disc. And like I said, I've got season two coming now, so I'll watch them as well. I don't think there's any more in this collection that I'll be covering, but for now, that was Master of Destiny, Metal Hurlon Chronicles. That was Joe Flanagan. God bless him. He got to do sex scenes with Kelly Brook. <laughs> and he also got to get shot by uh, her character. Only Hondo and Scar actually know if it was worth it. Okay then, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that look at uh, Masters of Destiny. I uh, have plans to record a couple of episodes of Stargate with a guest next month. I might do another episode before then. I haven't got anything planned, but hopefully I'll be able to fit something in. If you want to be a guest on Stargate Archives and talk about Stargate, feel free to get in touch. If you want to uh, pick out a sci-fi B-movie, a fancy B-movie that features a Stargate actor in a starring role or a number of them in co-starring roles or significant parts, then we can do that as well. You can find us at stargatearchives.com, stargatearchives.gmail.com. We are on Tumblr as well as Facebook. You can find the podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbay. We have RSS feeds for both Stargate Archives and the Gatecast. You can copy and paste them directly into your podcatcher. The Gatecast itself still has uh, its own original website, gatecast.co.uk. That is still being allowed to run, even though it's no longer updated, because, well, we finished that show. Our primary social media portal, as well as Facebook and Tumblr, is Twitter. We are at the Gatecast, which is one word. So, feel free to get in touch. I would love to hear from you. And, of course, keep on supporting Stargate. There's a big year-long push for using the hashtag WeWantStargate. Buy Stargate Now Europe. We have a very good community. Okay, then. I've been Mike. Take care. Keep watching and enjoying Stargate. Keep sharing it. And until next time, bye-bye.